From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and White, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, I'm glad to be home. We are back in North Florida at our home studio, and ha- and I'm happy to be back home, but last week being down in West Palm Beach was nothing short of fantastic. Again, I have to give a huge thank you and a shout out to Ed Henry, Karen Turk, and Terrence Bates of Real America Voices American Sunrise Show. It was absolutely a ton of fun. I'm thankful to you all for the invitation. And I will be back in West Palm, so I'm hoping if you're kind enough to let me come on again and as a guest, it'll be a real hoot. And I'm looking forward to it. So, now that we're back at home uh, this week, and again next week, going to be on the road. The Fabulous Florida Tour continues with our next stop next week of Tampa St. Petersburg. It's going to be a ton of fun, and I'm looking forward to uh, being down in that area again. I haven't been there for a while, but looking forward to it. Going to be doing uh, shows from down there. And uh, also uh, had a chance to confirm that, oh, let's see, sometime within the next, uh, I think about two weeks, uh, I'll be uh, doing a show based in Nashville, uh, more details on that will come up on social media and on inblackandright.net. So, we've had uh, quite the weekend, my friends. It was certainly a huge, uh, oh wow, I mean, just so event-filled. Uh, good things and, sadly, bad and tragic things. Uh, we had the coronation of King Charles III in London. Uh, The first coronation since his late mother, Queen Elizabeth II, was coronated there in 1953. And Queen Elizabeth became England's longest-serving monarch. Uh, Historic. So, yep, it was great to watch. The usual trappings and uh, the pomp, the circumstance, and all of that. So, it was pretty cool. Uh, also, of course, it was the annual Kentucky Derby, the run for the roses. Uh, Mage, a, a horse named Mage, won. But it was really sad in a way because just the days leading up to the big race, seven horses died. Uh, no real cause of death for, uh, for so many, but that's something that's never really been seen before. Uh, So that was pretty rough to deal with, even though the race was a pretty good one. Oh, let's see. Oh, yes, and sadly, uh, we had plenty of, of sad and tragic news coming out of the state of Texas. Uh, two really tragic events. Uh, we had a mall massacre in Allen, Texas, 
where nine people were killed, including the shooter. And I'll get into that story and some of the more wackier aspects to it. Uh, but also there, down in Brownsville, Texas, uh, a car chase ended up with a crash that killed eight people and injured ten. And given the fact that this week, with Title 42 officially coming to an end on May the 11th, Texas is getting ready for the tsunami of tsunamis. It would be a human, a human tsunami of illegal immigrants just, just coming right through, just just tidal wave right through the state of Texas, and they will be sent pretty much everywhere because no state is safe. Every state's a border state, and every state is going to have to deal with these just obscene amount of illegal immigrants that have been allowed in. And of course, the blue states are looking to perhaps, oh, let's let them vote next year. Uh, how about hell no? This is exactly, it's, it's essentially, it's a demon crap wet dream. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I, I, I hate to sound a little harsh on that, but this is what lefties and communists and socialists are wanting. Bring these people in. There's no borders, no sovereignty. You vote for us Democrats, and we'll take care of you. It's like, no. It's already scary enough. Finish the job is Joe Biden's campaign slogan. Finish what job? The destruction of the American Republic? Well, he's well on his way. And the fact that he's now officially uh, announced that he's going to run, I'm thinking to myself, oh, mercy. This is going to be interesting to watch because even some Democrats don't want Biden. And there's frankly no guarantee that he'll win the nomination. And the fact that they alienated New Hampshire in favor of South Carolina... Uh, no. No, Hampshire has traditionally been the first in the nation primary, but sadly, the Democrats don't want that. They want to have as much momentum uh, for Biden as possible. And, of course, now James Clyburn, who is from South Carolina. And, yeah, just like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to give him some momentum. It's like, there's no guarantee he's going to win New Hampshire. No guarantee, because Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is polling at dang near 20% in a lot of these polls, which is going to give Biden problems. It's going to give him some problems, whether he likes it or not, because Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has got plenty of name ID, people know the Kennedy name from history, and he is starting in many respects to sound very populist, which could pick off some of these uh, more moderate Democrats, if there still are any. Um, but that's kind of interesting, though. But anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, speak, uh, 
thinking about the uh, the coronation over the weekend. Anybody see uh, a picture? Uh, I've seen it on social media where Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady of the United States, is sitting in the back row. Back row of the church. Man, that's rough. Especially if you're supposed to be heading the American delegation to uh, the king's coronation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, the British were just savage. Hey, we're, it's like, yeah, you're going to sit here in the back. I'm like, wow, doing that to the First Lady of the United States? <laughs> well, she kind of had it coming because the British don't respect her husband. And they think he's a ding-dong. So, I don't know. <laughs> just kind of just had to throw that in there. That was kind of funny. Um, but, anyway. Uh, just some of the things that are going on. Now... Talking about the shooting, the massacre in Allen, Texas, this story just really makes me want to go, why? This is, uh, no. <coughs> Excuse me. This makes no sense. And if anybody can help me figure this out, uh, I'd appreciate it. Just email me in blackandriot at gmail.com. Now, federal agents who uh, are looking into the social media, uh, the digital footprint of the shooter uh, in Allen, Texas. Now, this is, this is sad because the, even though the, uh, the story from Newsmax, the headline, Investigators Examine Ideology of Texas Gunmen. Okay, so here we have just this story. And I just want to read a little bit of it because it will tell you exactly what these people are thinking or supposed to be thinking. Uh, federal agents have been reviewing social media accounts they believe were used by Mauricio Garcia, 33, and the posts that expressed interest in white supremacist and neo-Nazi views, said the official, who could not discuss details of the investigation publicly and spoke to the AP, the Associated Press, on condition of anonymity. Garcia also had a patch on his chest when he was killed by police that read RWDS, and an acronym for the phrase right-wing death squad, which is popular among right-wing extremists and white supremacy groups. Okay, so we now have Hispanic white supremacists? That's not making any sense. I mean, it's really not. Because, I mean, Garcia is not necessarily what you would call an Anglo name. I mean, no. He, this, the guy was Hispanic, and apparently he was one seriously messed up and violent wackadoodle guy to go and shoot innocent people at a shopping mall? Yeah, you gotta be. But what does the fact that he's Hispanic, obviously, have to do with white supremacy? 
Okay. So now we have black white supremacists. We have Hispanic white supremacists. I mean, are we going to go for Asian? Are we going to go for Native American? Uh, I mean, what? What's going on here? I mean, yes, okay, the dude was a mess. He was wackadoodle. He was violent. He was into really seriously extreme stuff, but, oh my gosh, sweet Lord have mercy. You, you, you just can't, ugh. I, I mean, I remember how the media and how these other woke folks treated Larry Elder. Anybody remember when he was running last year for uh, governor in the recall? Some woman in, who works for the Los Angeles Times called Larry Elder a black-white supremacist. How does that work? Seriously. Especially for a guy like Larry Elder, who I've met twice. <laughs> I'm like, come on, people. Get real. I mean, this whole, I mean, this whole, whole white supremacist thing that the feds have been putting out there, you know, if you're pro-life, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a person of faith, be it uh, Protestant or Catholic, oh no, you're, t you're radicalized, you're dangerous, you're this, you're that, you're something, it's like, I mean, could somebody please sit down and give somebody a Valium and tell them to shut up, or Prozac, whatever, because this is stupid, this is dangerous. And this is exactly why Joe Biden and the Democrats are dangerous to this country. Because it is painfully obvious that common sense means nothing to them. It means absolutely nothing. Their agenda is twisted. They are seriously twisted. But there is some good news. Uh, something that really kind of blows my, it blew my mind, and I'm actually surprised that someone in the mainstream media is uh, actually reporting this. And, let's see, okay, there we go. Trump gaining support of minorities, both Trump and DeSantis likely to beat Biden in 2024, according to a poll. The subheadline under this story from Just the News Biden is losing support from black and Hispanic Americans as Trump is gaining. Now, how is that supposed to happen? Because if we're to believe what the mainstream corporate media and other Democrats have been spewing out of their mouths for God knows how long, Trump's a racist. He's just a racist. He's a racist. He's racist. Republicans are racist. It's like, okay, thank you. You've made your point. Sit down, have a Prozac, and shut up. Well, apparently, that's not quite the case. The narrative is full of holes. Now, just looking at this story, and I want to read just a couple of paragraphs from this story because it's indicative of something. And... It's indicative that people are looking past the media. They're looking past all the fancy ads 
and they're discovering, hey, Biden's a screw-up. And what he's been doing to this country for the last two years apparently hasn't gone over well with some uh, minority demographics. Story. Uh, I'll just read the story here. Biden is losing support from black and Hispanic Americans as Trump is gaining, according to a Langer Research Associates poll produced for ABC News. ABC News, folks. This is not in black and white. This isn't Jerry Brooks. It's not uh, Steve Bannon in the war room uh, or Newsmax or anything like that. This is ABC News. That's, in, that's the one thing that really stuck out to me right there. But, continuing on, just 52% of black Americans, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, just 52% of black Americans approve of Biden compared to 82% when he entered office. A 30-point drop in two years? Maybe some black folks are figuring it out. Now, of course, just continue on here in the story. Meanwhile, 20% of black people and 43% of Hispanic people say they would definitely or probably vote for Trump in 2024. Trump won 12% of black voters in 2020 and 32% of Hispanic voters. Okay. If you're at the DNC, you should be dang worried. I mean, re I mean, almost not quite panic time, but you should be dang worried. If 27% of blacks, which is unheard of, are going to consider voting for Trump as a Republican, I mean, 12% was already historic in 2020. Now, that might not seem like a huge number, but Trump gets 12% of black voters more than any other Republican because still way too many black Americans are programmed and under the influence of the Democrat Sith. You know, you will vote for us no matter what. I mean, it's like some really sick Jedi mind trick, but... This is multi-generational programming, multi-generational poverty, multi-generational government dependence, multi-generation, I'm a victim and I'm owed. That's what it is. And I know this isn't going to set well with a lot of folks, but too bad. I grew up in that type of environment where I was supposed to be a victim I was supposed to be dependent upon the government. I was supposed to take the word of every single Democrat without question. And when I finally decided to think for myself, speak for myself, then all of a sudden they got really snarky and snotty and just mean. You're not black. You're a Uncle Tom, race trader, Oreo, blah, blah, blah. I've heard it all, folks. I've heard it all. And no, not really into that. But especially now, when you've got so much of this. I mean, you know, everything is according 
to politics, it's according to race, ethnicity, and I, years ago, many years ago, about 30 years ago as a matter of fact, I rejected the groupthink. I rejected black liberal groupthink. I mean, it's their sort of theology, if you will, their dogma. You must be a victim. You must be outraged. You must depend on the government. I said, no. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. And it's, and the message is growing. The message is spreading. You've got people like a new generation, like Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum, and others. The Blexit movement. And it has gained speed with a lot of younger, more professional blacks, college-educated blacks. And this absolutely would scare anybody in the DNC. You know, they will just spin it all kinds of different ways. And nope, sorry. You know, people are sick of it. People are sick of it, and that's all people. I mean, come on. I, black America is figuring it out. With this huge tidal wave that's about to hit of illegal immigration and with these Chamber of Commerce types, especially Republicans who want cheap labor, who do you think gets the short end of the stick, folks? I'll give you a second. Okay, time's up. Blacks and Hispanics. Low-income working Americans. And most of them happen to be minorities. Because you're going to squeeze more American Hispanics and American blacks out of the job market because you're going to lower wages. It's going to severely depress them. And the depression is, and, and then speaking of depression, my gosh, we're all, we could very easily be into uh, a 21st century depression. Because we still have McCarthy and Biden to negotiate the debt ceiling. Schmucky Chucky Schumer in the Senate is screaming to be relevant, which he's not. He's just annoying. He's an annoying old Democrat. Uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're going to have a whole lot of stuff to deal with this week. Are we going to be fiscally Discipline, or are we just going to keep going to, you know, as we've gone before, status quo, and we end up with a honking huge mess? So, folks, take, I would definitely take some time and, uh, oh, excuse me, take, take your time, contact your senator, contact your congressman, especially if they're Republican, and tell them to hold the line. Hold the line, because if we don't, my goodness, we are nothing short of a ticking bomb looking for a place to go off, economically and God knows how many other different ways. So, I don't know what to tell you on this one, but my gosh, I'll tell you. But to finish out today, a couple of stories that just make me want to go, what? Well, I mean, I almost want to make it WTF Friday on a Monday. 
first story. In New, a, a Catholic church in New York City is hosting an art exhibit called, get this, God is Trans, A Queer Spiritual Journey. I'm like, what? I mean, I'm not Catholic, but I have a lot of friends who are, and they're kind of going, what? I mean, folks, this is true, right there in Manhattan. It's just crazy. Uh... And it was a story that was reported Sunday in the New York Post. I'm like, oh my lord. This, this is insane. <laughs> you know, it's really insane. This is woke religion. A woke Jesus. You know, there are people who are angry at it. There are some people who are okay with it. Frankly, I'm going for the people who are okay with it. How does this God is trans? What? Who taught you that stupidity? I'm sorry. And it's not just, it's not just Catholics. There are Protestants. There are plenty of mainline Protestant churches who do the same sort of stupid stuff. Wanting to be all loving and affirming for the alphabet community. Well, all they do is love and affirm them straight to hell. And they are not too far behind. So, yeah, I'm, I just pretty much said, mm-mm, this ain't cool. You know, but like I said, one, I'm not in New York. Two, I'm not Catholic. But if anybody is Catholic, I, I'd love to, uh, I, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think of this sort of thing? Uh, in black and right at gmail.com, just go ahead. Uh, or you can, uh, you know, just send something via uh, any of our um, social media platforms. But this one, this last story for the day, <laughs> oh, this is just delusional. Let me show you what delusional is. Now, this is from the Gateway Pundit. Now, the drag, the digital ambassador, the drag queen recruiter for the Navy, apparently is spawn, responding to his critics at, on a video that he did, I think, on TikTok. Haters only hate when you're winning. And I just went, I had to stop for a minute. And just go, what? And that's a quote from this guy. Haters only hate when you're winning? You, sir, are freaking delusional. You are not a winner. You are a mental case. And the fact that you're wearing the uniform of the United States military? Ah, uh, wrong. Wrong and very wrong. You, sir, are not a winner. You are an insult to every single person, regardless of branch, who've worn the uniform, and especially for all of my wonderful friends who served in the Navy, and I know a bunch. This is weird. I mean, seriously, this is weird. Uh... 
Ai, 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 ai. I, I, I mean, I, can't, I don't even want to read the story, frankly, because the more I read about this guy, the more I just go, can you imagine if you're in Beijing and you're President Xi and you're looking at this guy dressed as a woman wearing the American uniform? Ay, 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 ay. Can you imagine the that they're either laughing their butts off in Beijing or they're going, shoot, we're going to get ourselves Taiwan and it's going to be easier than we thought if this is what's going to be part of uh, the U.S. Navy and the 7th Fleet currently in Japan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this is why I'm concerned for America because frankly, if we don't get Trump back, not, you know, not, I mean, because I know there are things about him that I'm not thrilled about either, but we need that man because he's got a track record of getting stuff done. And if we don't get him back, we might as well just close up shop. Last one out, turn the light off. And make sure the door's locked. Because the American Republic, as we've known it, as your parents have known it, as your grandparents have known it, is pretty much toast. Just break out the butter and jam. Because we're toast. And that is not something I want for my little nieces and nephews who are going to have to grow up in this crazy world. And I'm not okay with it at all. And on that note, my friends, I'm going to call it a day. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find uh, in black and white our video version in black and white daily on our Rumble page. Thank you for so many uh, who've gone to our various social media who have followed us and liked us. I appreciate it tremendously. Uh, and I will do my level best to bring you quality content as often as I can. So tomorrow, my friends, I will see you then. Take care for now. God bless. And as always, please remember, patriots come in all colors.